Hello, everyone, and welcome to Artist Date. This is a podcast and video show where me, Pedro Bonato, and Jana Komarnitska, we talk about... Jana has a very nice way of summarizing, but it's basically our life together, our... Practice, live, practice. practice. <laughs> no, but it's basically our idea of sharing our uh, travels, our work as uh, working artists and travelers. And um, we hope that you find this uh, kind of uh, content interesting. So I will start again. It's very I boring. Think... Let's start again. Let's no, start again. we can continue. No, start again. No, no. Let's... Okay, fine. Let's go. So uh... I have a funny, interesting comment on this. I think most people think that we are on the internal eternal vacations yes <laughs> they do. yeah so today i think we're going to show that uh, that's a little bit far from uh, from the truth but well in a sense it kind of is and it never is at the same time yeah it's the case when you find a project or work that you really like to do it's like you are you don't really feel like you're always working yeah. It's fun. But at the same time, if it's your own business and you're self-employed, you are always working yes. and you're also dealing with boring stuff. But one thing that happened since our last episode that we were recording Artist Date, during this, in between this period, we have recorded a very special class for our platform. It was technique number 200 for the Yana Dance Club. The yeah. Yana Dance Club, it's our main... Uh, right now, currently, like one of the main uh, projects, which is educational platform, where I share dance tutorials. You also share some yeah. music tutorials too. Uh, but we are creating content, and it was exciting because I remember that when we were recording and releasing technique drill, and there are different programs there. So one of the programs is called uh, style of training is via technique drills. Uh, so. Then we were recording one num number 100, I think it's today's episode's theme, yeah. uh, to go like on... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the first time we're actually recording at night, I think, or one of the few times. Maybe in Odessa we did a couple, but... No, uh, we did some, but yeah, yeah. it's not... After much. a long day. Uh, so if at say. some point I'll just drop and turn off, don't be surprised, that happens with me <laughs> in the evening. It does. <laughs> um, but when we were recording drill number 100, we were in Krivirik in Ukraine, and it seems such a long time ago. And now we recorded, it's already number 200. At Technique Drills, we publish a new one every week. So it's like for 200 weeks since the beginning of the project. Yeah. To be honest, first it was not Yanadan's Club. It was just my yeah. Patreon channel. And then we, in a few months, we already discovered like, no, it needs to be a little bit bigger. So we transferred it to the website, but we kept the content, including Technique Drills from there. Uh, but in total, since the very beginning of this project, it's 200 tutorials at least, plus all other tutorials that we record there. But of this style, it's weekly. Uh, tutorials is 200. It's not yet published on the website, uh, but it also was a very curious recording process of it. Uh, you mean, oh yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, because uh, so, well, just to finish a part, a part of the plug and then we talk about projects, but uh, you can find that at yanadensclub.com. You can check it out. There is, uh, it's an ever-growing platform of dance content and we record uh, these classes, very different kinds of classes uh, on, uh, with this methodology that Yana developed uh, in many places around the world. And, um, and for this, so check it out if you're interested. Um, we have also like gift cards, so, so people want to like give to a friend to, to try it out or to, so go there, take a look. <laughs> There's so, a lot of stuff But, there. Uh, so for this technique drill, it was funny because, uh, so we, whenever we go around like different cities, different countries, we look around and look for places. Huh? And we always go around different cities and countries. <laughs> yes, but um, we look at places, oh, it would be cool to do a class here, it would be cool to do uh, like... Um, record even sometimes creative videos sometimes uh, these classes and then for this one it was uh, it's called um, uh, well it doesn't matter the name but it's a Unilivre it's a Universidade Livre do Meio Ambiente which means the environmental free university something like that um, 
where they have like this big building made of uh, like this glass and wood and it's in the middle of this clearing that has a lake and it has like the stones on the background and is of course surrounded by by forests because it's a preservation area and it has this um, very cool like uh, path where you can go made of like this wood sticks that you can go through until you get to this like little hidden oasis thing and uh, we tried to do it one day and then there was um i think it was like a leaf blower or something someone was cleaning something. there was Two some things. noise uh. there was a, a person every morning they at some point All they right, clean yeah. the leaves but on that mo morning specifically the first time we came there was additional they were doing some gardening stuff exactly on the spot where we need like it was not no possibility no chance to do it somehow differently plus it was a group of workers so of course they will be they were chatting they were carrying a huge baskets of some like plants uh, because it's part is like natural but part they sort of like uh, especially it was this was for Christmas so uh, it right was a after. bunch of uh, a bunch of like special decorations for Christmas with plants they and were stuff, taken out and they were taking it out so it was like yeah you can't foresee those things and then okay uh, interrupted we go another day to try to to record there and um when we go there uh before on the first day i was already uh like destroyed by mosquitoes because i was wearing flip-flops or something and uh and then i forgot about it and that morning the mosquitoes were particularly vicious it was cloudy day yeah like so yeah, yeah they were very hungry let's say so yeah so i looked i was like filming and then suddenly i look at my hand and my hand is all like filled with blood and you were like completely i, I don't uh, know what's the deal with brazilian mosquitoes like <laughs> like it's not something you know unusual to have mosquitoes around but here it's just insane it's because of floor forest and i stuff. don't know yeah. what's the deal but I didn't feel while I was recording, like I saw like at some point on my pants, like a little drop of blood, like, and then I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. But I didn't feel it because I was moving, I was paying attention to focus on creating tutorial. And then I came home and especially next day, all those bites, and I had a lot because my arms were open, legs not so much, but like arms I was wearing at some point, like a crop top. So super open arms. They were like, I had such a bad allergy reaction, reaction on yeah. each of those bites and they were scratching so bad. And it's not like, you know, first time bitten by mosquitoes. Like, come on, no, 30 plus years old. Of course, like you experience it, but it was just insane. And yeah, it's like the... Yeah, the but and the, on, on, on the contrast on that, I was telling you that I thought it was so strange. When we were in Odessa, I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. I was like, they have no insects here. I don't see insects. I don't see ants. I don't see spiders. I don't see mosquitoes. Of course they do. But the point is like in the city where we were, like I could not see insects. And, and like in Brazil, like uh, it's, you will have those, especially if you are, and we were at the beach and we didn't have that much problems with mosquitoes there. I think the ones that they have here is this, um, I think it's called butucas. I don't know. It's like this vicious one that they are very small and they go and they they bite but anyway so everything for the art and the projects so uh with that said also a little note we were in odessa during winter yeah, yeah. ukrainian winter yeah, it's yeah. slightly different yeah, so, yeah true. but no, yeah it's but a only, but, yeah. it, it is a contrast it yeah, is yeah. indeed a contrast yeah but uh, i remember like about like this mosquito things is just like i don't know like in canada like they wouldn't because we lived in canada for many years they, we wouldn't have many insects too but we were living in the city if you go to like some more remote places they have actually certain areas that you cannot go without being like a certain parts of the year without being completely covered but uh, it's those things that you discover um but that was a fun shoot we but also uh, the the problem is mosquitoes were like we were really doubting do we really want to come back there because we had another idea of recording like one creative video and I just saw that it was not my choreography. I was learning it from Kira Lebedeva, amazing tribal fusion teacher from Ukraine. So I learned this choreography and I was like, okay, I want to record a little video. And I just immediately envisioned that spot because I saw it 
like years ago when we first came to Brazil, you showed me that spot. I was like, ah, I want that one. I just see it if I want to perform to record a video. I just see it there. And I really want it. But then we first had this experience of recording dance classes for the Yana Dance Club. And I was like, I don't know if I want to come back. <laughs> yeah, but then we just use those special creams. They're like mosquito repellents and we're fine. So, uh, but yeah, so that was, that was interesting. Then we had like uh, one of the things that we were doing. Uh, any, anytime we stay a long time in a city, we try to... Now we can maybe go into a couple more of uh, other topics for today. Uh, like... Um, because we always do like to bank a couple of like a lot of content for for the club uh, in different locations, different studios, different kinds of things, so that we can have a lot of content available when we're traveling. Of course, when you're traveling, we're also recording, but you never know if like internet will be spotty, or and also you're in that uh, more like creative mode and exploration mode. So you are working, but you're actually creating stuff and you don't want to be like in a hotel and airbnb just like editing while you could be exploring so there are these moments of more creation and then other points like we are right now like not from our own will but like that we were like staying longer times in certain places that were able to to create a lot of content but even on a regular basis like this is something that we were bringing up in previous episodes but in our lifestyle we typically try to kind of alternate trips because we are always on the go like if people ask oh where do you live that's a very complicated question for <laughs> us to answer at least right now probably yeah. it will change at some point uh, but uh, right now we are constantly traveling, but we are always alternating like some calmer uh, trips that it's more like focused, okay, work, uh, computer, there is a bunch of like technical stuff that needs also to, to be done for work, training, whatever, like focus, like day-to-day -day focus. And then some other trips that are more about really exploring the places. Like for instance, our last trip like that was in Turkey. That is, it was three months, yeah. like non-stop, like Istanbul, a bunch of other cities, and back to Istanbul, some project meeting people. And of course we record, and back there we did a lot of content, yes. a lot of intensives, a lot of tutorials for the Yenadens club for other projects of ours uh, so we do record all the time but there are certain trips that you do not want to be to feel the pressure that oh i have to record and uh, and edit and upload it and publish it on the website by let's say monday or by sunday or every sunday you kind of want to give yourself space and freedom to kind of go on the floor and see, like, get maximum out of it, but feel more like, okay, let's see where it will go and where to live, because that opens up space sometimes for some unexpected offers, projects, ideas, rather than being pressed or like sort a of tight schedule. Yes, uh, just feeling that pressure and limitation. Oh, I have to do something. And I also don't like this idea because in the beginning of the project, it was more like ongoing basis, but sometimes some weeks certain things come up and then you feel like, oh, but I have to push somehow and do something. And now for more than a year, but we switched to this idea of more having content in advance, it even gives me as a teacher, like this freedom mm. and breath, like, oh, I can actually think and do more, even more thoughtfully and more uh, rich and creative what I want to do rather than thinking like, oh, I need to create something by this deadline. And uh, uh, that's why during those calmer trips that we have time to dedicate more precisely, okay, let's record more like, um, not on a free flow recording of, classes and even if I say free flow it doesn't mean like the topics they're structured the ideas for, from the educational point of view but the recording schedule maybe or locations or some uh, unexpected sudden ideas may come up but there are other trips that we always try at least to prepare enough content if you know our next trip will be our crazy trip so at least we are covered with the content for the duration of next trip and then whatever we record it will be just right after the trip so that's mm -hmm. always a balance and it's always also a str struggle but a fun challenge because in some places in some countries it's easy to find where to record classes uh, and some not so much especially if like where in i don't our, remember any place that it was not 
это это знак. No, it's a comparison. How much possibilities are there to make interesting, interesting environment? So not just the environment, but interesting environment. Even comparing to like let's say regular non-touristic like cities like Kyiv and Kuritiba here we are. In mm. Kyiv way more possibilities of hundreds of dozens at least of the photo studios that you can rent with beautiful backgrounds with beautiful locations equipped nicely like with lights etc plus all the like you know random i don't know sometimes restaurants sometimes outdoor spaces etc but there are way more possibilities let's say there for creating contact like that rather than creative we did manage to find quite a few cool, cool studios, uh, yeah. studios but that's not really comparable so It, it, I'm not saying it's not possible, but no. it's different. It's different, but I don't think it's less. I think any place will find cool places to do. Even like uh, when we were in, uh, in Istanbul, for example, it would be, of course, in the case of Kiev, uh, it's indeed, uh, even for me as a photographer, it's like, it was like candy shop because so many cool studios, everything equipped, everything nice, like uh, when we were there, like, uh, Uh, it was like super paradise for photographers and very high caliber of all professionals there like um, like and then like compared to Curitiba that has of course made much less uh, uh, like studios or places like that but here there are like so many cool places that are like nature wise that I think are like different and, uh, and, and nice and then also the possibility for like these little collaborations we did with local like uh, dance teachers and uh, yeah. like local restaurants and uh, one of the topics to do later which I think like in the case although in Kiev we always had a good experience like when I was doing my uh, the Orientalist my photo series we did a lot of photos around Kiev and they were very nice to to let us use the the spots So I think it's always like different. It's just a matter of your creativity to to find the places to to do stuff. I'm also talking from the perspective of a very particular look because our dance class, something that we didn't even mention, um, it's mainly around belly dance yes. and related to belly dance classes. So we are. It's fine to do outdoor. It's fine to do in some pretty nice space, but we also aim for a little, you know, more intricate, maybe Oriental environment, etc. And I'm also comparing. It's not like it's impossible to find. Of course, every every absolute city will have cool spots, but it's a question: Is it like two, one, one, two, three cool spots, like really cool, or is it ten, twenty, thirty cool spots? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's why like certain places are like production like powerhouses and other places or not like and uh, anyway so um, that's like in the in the production scheme that's what we were doing so we were sticking around uh, first of all Vitoria in north uh, like more like southwest of Brazil and then we came to the south to the city where we are right now Curitiba which is where I, I grew up and um, as you guys know like uh, we left I mean if you don't know Welcome to the show. But <laughs> yeah, we, um, Jan is Ukrainian and Brazilian. We were in Canada and then we decided to go be based in Ukraine so we could travel and do, and do stuff. We were based in Kyiv for a while and then the pandemic hit and then we decided to travel when it was like safer to go around. Uh, and then uh, at some point, beginning of last, uh, last year, um, there was like the, 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 the war started. Well, so exactly the point. Hmm? Tomorrow would be exactly the year. Yeah, so, so we're recording this on February 23rd. Yeah. And uh, so tomorrow will be the year of, uh, like, year anniversary of the, at least the full-on, like, invasion of Ukraine, which basically, I was thinking about this, like, these days. Um, of course, we, but just to finish the, this part of the story, so then we got to, first, we before the war started, we went to Istanbul. And then from Istanbul, after the war started, a couple days after, uh not even a month we decided no, to just one week or two at most. Uh, we decided to where we were going to be that was not going to be istanbul and then we decided to go to brazil we stayed at my parents place for a while and then uh, now in curitiba and we were like and i i see that from all the community of curators that i know like all the my ukrainian friends that are in ukraine or other places and our ukrainian friends and the, uh, from the ukrainian community even if it's not necessarily people from ukraine but it's people that are within that milieu, they like people having a lot of difficulties, like how can I create art when there's like a war going on and all that. And then slowly we started, no, okay, life has to, to go on, including to help people around when we can. Um, 
but it was like we started working on other like on our projects and um, like with more reinventing a lot of things and re not reinventing even re-understanding a lot of those things and uh, uh, anyway so I kind well, of feel like talking also to my friends like also Ukrainian like dancers I kind of feel right now especially with dance in the beginning it was just like such a freeze and more like how can we even think about dance uh, than such things going on but at the same time like for like my circle of friends like dancing is a it's a job it's it's a living uh, either performing or teaching uh, mainly teaching but with time as these things was going on and a lot of people dancers artists felt really a lot of emotional depression in terms of art like oh how can i create art but at some point it got channeled that for many of them from what I heard, work became an escape. Mm -hmm. It's like you have to work at least to give your mind a little rest, even if it feels in the beginning, especially very conflicting, like, okay, how can I think about art, dancing? But it kind of became an escape, an emotional harbor to kind of give yourself rest uh, and uh, channeling that energy also not to mention about logistics like you have to work and that's your work and uh, also another struggle was for many ukrainian dancers who i was talking and even for us like our audience our clients they are many of them are not ukrainian so they do know about the problem they acknowledge they uh, really together with you emotionally but it's different so and like you cannot all the time project like this down negative energy because you understand that's not also why people come to you and yes there's i felt especially from the community of yana dance club i felt such enormous support and understanding and just it was so overwhelming to feel how people just give me sort of space and freedom or do whatever you need to do and how can we help but there's also this uh, very like back to reality understanding okay i'm a teacher they come to me for the dance content and i need to provide them dance content and dance content doesn't necessarily mean only working on dance technique it means a lot of things it means it's also for people an escape in certain way from their day-to-day -day life for many of them so i cannot take that away element so you kind of start channel and of course thinking throughout this year so many things uh, changed like I can't say really emotionally, but in a way how you kind of manage it or how you kind of process it through yourself. Because on a day-to-day -day life, if to look at me like, I'm totally fine, I'm cool, I'm doing all these like shoots, recordings all the time, projects, etc. And then sometimes there's these bursts of unexpected like mood swings or like drop down of like energy or emotions and especially now around like this anniversary uh, of the war so uh and that becomes kind of sometimes dangerous i think because people around think oh everything is fine now then it's very sad and tragic to understand that i don't even know how to put my thoughts together on one side it's great that many people learned how to manage and process these overwhelming emotions so that these emotions and those events don't destroy them even more beyond what it is but at the same time it's tragic that it it, it became your perception became different from the beginning but that's already yeah, going into the like yeah you know, so yeah it's uh, yeah it's it will be forever an issue right it's like uh, um i i now like i i sympathize i sympathize no i i understand a little bit better like our friends in toronto for example that were like from syria from turkey from armenia from all those places that have had some sort of struggle like or even our friends that were i think we talked about this before but just to briefly mention this like that they actually escaped war sometimes mm -hmm. and then they created their life either back on their country or uh somewhere else i was even talking to um, a local guy here that is uh, 
uh, has a shisha store, so I am a shisha smoker. So then uh, they, I was talking to him and he's a Lebanese guy. And he was saying how, like, so interesting how, so his father left um, uh, Lebanon when there was the civil war and all those problems. And then they created, like, the American dream in Brazil, basically. They decided, they created a business, they decided to start. And then, like, 2000, I don't know, six or seven, they, I can't remember the dates exactly, so apologies for that. But then they went back to Lebanon because he said, okay, his kids knew Arabic. And uh, let's go to Lebanon and create something there again. And there was another regime change, another problem. Then they had to come back to Brazil again. And then they started businesses again. And they basically lost everything they had in that country. So it's sort of like now in a way smaller scale, at least for me, um, you sort of feel because you see our friends, our family that is there and all that. So, um, And what they have in common is that they kept going. They kept doing like something. And one of the things, I don't think there is a right thing to a correct thing to do like uh, is this balance between uh, work activism art creation and life it will be a balance of that um and uh, and it's like yeah if you look the things like if people see oh it looks like everything is uh, okay with you or it seems okay with you as if it has been done and you have to remind people like while this thing lasts that it will it, it's impacting a lot of people in negative ways and the uh, we need to find ways to to make it stop, and and while it doesn't stop, we need to to deal with it, right? And uh, that reminds me of a quote, just to, to finish off in this topic, maybe um, from Basquiat, I think it is, that uh, it says that um, if um, products don't cross borders, soldiers will, mm. and uh, not in the context of Russia, Ukraine necessarily, but this idea that when you are creator of that especially this connection between cultures and especially now especially for like ukrainian dancers that were already established as uh, in the case of belly dance as some of the best in the world and now there is this anytime you will see a ukrainian dancer you will know that that person went through necessarily a very big trauma and then they're still moving on and that's hopefully another source of inspiration for people from uh, the people like uh, what people are going through in Ukraine and then hopefully something good will come out of it. Uh, speaking about projects and uh, art creation process, I know you have something very interesting uh, mm. coming up soon and you have some artistic um, choices, let's say, or struggles to, to figure out. Yeah, not even, yeah, not even struggles, just a, an experience I had that I hope it would be useful for people, like either in creative uh, endeavors or uh, actually any kind of creation, right? Even if you need to build a deck in your, in your house and you've been procrastinating those things, right? But uh, something very cool happened. So we went to this uh, museum here in Curitiba that is related to like uh, we'll tell more about this as like in a couple weeks when we have something like ready. But I really wanted to do so. We were talking about this projects on pause aside from the Yana Dance Club, and there were a lot of like photography projects that were supposed to happen in Ukraine and then supposed to happen in during our travels, and we were here. So and as Yana said, we we're not in the mood for certain, more for work stuff, not for creative stuff. But now, at least to me, that, and for you too, like that spark like came back and not only the spark, and I actually attribute this, um, let's say good result. I'll just mention this briefly from actually therapy, from actually, you talked about your experience in Vipassana, but um, I was like a couple of sessions unlocked a lot of uh, like uh, personal things. And later on, uh, we started working on more like work stuff and uh, I see a direct connection, you know, like so, uh, it was like a lot of stuff takes a long time to happen suddenly, right? But um, it was very cool that we went to this place and I had this project that was basically around jewelry. I think I even mentioned this in previous episodes. Um, and it was like on the back burner, right? It's like, oh, someday when we are in this or that place, I will do it. And then I got this opportunity to take, this, take a look at this place that had exactly what I wanted. And I thought, I literally thought as we were walking around, I thought, ah, it's going to be so iconic because we basically came from your city to now my city. And now we're going to start our travels back. And to me was the thing of like, 
saying goodbye to a lot of things from the past that I did not know I was saying goodbye to. That's another insight from talking to a dude for or do that for a couple hours. Uh, but um, and also say saying hello to new things, like including uh, reinventing, reimagining opportunities in a city that I left because I thought there were no opportunities here. Mm, that's cool. Right? So, um, like a lot of people that um, like travel abroad, especially from Brazil, and this is one of those things that um, happened a lot here when they ask, okay, where are you living? Where are you from? As soon as we pass the problem that we actually don't have a, a, a base, a house. Um, but okay, we spent a lot of time in Canada and then uh, they are like, oh, I'd love to go there. Like, so people are trying to leave because here it's not so good and all that stuff. So there is a lot of that mentality of, oh, if you can leave, leave. And um, I know, and, and I'm not criticizing because I had that mentality. And then at the same time, coming back, I noticed like, oh, okay, there is this cool place to do like uh, recordings. It doesn't cost anything. There is this place that you can go in the offer a project, which is what I was going to mention. So there was this museum and they thought, ah, maybe they will go for it, maybe they will not. So I talked to my network of people here and then I said, okay, who can I talk to in the museum to, to, to offer a project? I actually crafted a project and one, one in photography for me, photography and video, and uh, one for Yana that is uh, recording classes in some certain spots in that, uh, that place, which will be very cool around a specific subject. So uh, and it's something that uh, both of us, let's say from a work point of view, we want to have more um, institutional relationships, right? Both in influencer work and uh, like in photography, music, dance and content creation. And for me it was to unlock a project that has been on my mind for maybe way longer than it should. And so all I had to do was to, I thought that idea that you already have the no, might as well go for the yes. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, like politely sent an email to the person, said, can we meet? Can I present to you the, the idea? They liked it. And then they said, oh, but draft like a proper like proposal. And I wrote it with the them in mind. So instead of saying, I want this, I thought, okay, what can you get out of this? Mm -hmm. Right. And, but of course, always from the point of view of, okay, this is the project I would love to do. Would you be interested in having this? And I can give you this. Right. And I thought, okay, maybe they will tell us and like a couple days, not even. And uh, they said yes. And uh, it's in the process. So we'll have some footage and uh, things for you about that uh, soon. But I wanted to mention this project because uh, not only from this point of view of the, let's say, the magic of asking. Right. And just yeah. showing up um, that uh, that I think would be useful for any creator. Like, oh, have you thought of asking? Oh, what a concept, right? <laughs> and uh, it is a concept because it is difficult because we don't want to hear the no and we don't want... As long as we don't knock on the door, the door is not closed, right? So, um, but the cool thing, like at least for me, that I thought was different about this specific project is that usually when I think of a, a photography project, I have the image in my mind that I want to do. Usually it's from, I do research about something, then I, for whatever reason, an idea of that image or a concept comes to mind and then I want to execute that photo right um, for this project it came the other way around I saw a situation a museum situation which I'll mention like in another podcast I'm just teasing uh, <laughs> but but it's not important like the specifics are not important for my point that is it came up as the environment an exhibit the situation but not yet the aesthetics of the, mm -hmm. the photography project. And that's new to me. I was even telling you, I was even like, when they said yes, I said, cool. But now I actually have to think, I mean, of course I have an idea of what I want, but um, one of the things that uh, have been on my mind that I never allowed myself to do another uh, like therapy learning uh, was, when this uh, uh, psychologist said, oh, why don't you do it your way? Because he was trying to say, oh, I do it this way or maybe that way. Or this photographer does this way. This worked. So maybe I should do this. Not in terms of style, but in terms of approach mm -hmm. to the place. And then they said, why don't you do it your way? It's like, huh, cool. Let's try. So in this case, the way that I'm exploring this is uh, literally tomorrow we have like, we're going to explore some of the 
pieces that will be featured in this um, in this photography project and i'm leaving it open for them to tell me the the cues yeah like the visuals will come from my experience with with the artifacts right and that uh, may seem a little bit like out there but it's like there are different ways of doing that the other thing i started doing too also like oh do your do it like do it your way was uh coming back to doing some electronic music stuff so i have this little keyboard that has been not being used for a long time and then it was like to create these drum solos and i started this music composition on the computer with this world music instruments and that's so far just playing around, but then it's like ideas for this project or that project or this, or even for the photography thing, I'm already thinking of um, like a musical element to, to, to the installation that I'm thinking. And um, that has been at the same, like a different approach, mm-hmm. right, to, to, doing, uh, to doing work. Instead of thinking, oh, I had this idea, so I have to execute this idea and then go uh, to... Um, put it out there but uh, anyway so that's sort of the the project that is going on with me and with you too because you had some cool ideas of what to do for classes inspired by a specific location there yeah yeah i'm on this note i'm type of person like i would like to be in the process of project or make it done and then talk about it but that's just my preferences my little inside glitches maybe or itches whatever it is but one thing that came in my mind and you were telling that um, from dance point of view, typically, for me at least, and for many, many dancers, it gets a very straightforward in terms of like steps, the process. Usually you find a song, you hear, or you on purpose search in a particular style that inspires you. Then you create dance according to the song, according to the style you chose, then you present it, etc. And there was only one time in my life experience that was um, kind of really from different angle coming and it was when I decided to try to dance with triple Isa swings. So in belly dance there is such prop it's just called Isa swings and it's basically a stick with a fabric and it's sort of like I'm not sure how in English it's like ruffled fabric it's a very particular texture of the fabric and it imitates the wings and typically it imitates the Isis, uh, the goddess Isis, how it's sometimes pictured in uh, many different ancient uh, uh, objects. Uh, She has like those wings. So in belly dance there is a prop which is called like like, imitating those wings in different colors they can come very often like in gold or silver or any color called Isa swings and it's very common very typical prop. Some dancers uh, have been dancing with uh, uh, two Isa swings but in this case they were putting one it's basically a sort of behind you if you open it it's like a almost a full circle Maybe it's, we can insert um, a little photo somewhere here yeah, but to if demonstrate. You're in, the, uh, in the audio, maybe this would be a good uh, imagine. Imagine that it's um, Batman. So he has his cape. When he goes down, that uh, as if he has two sticks holding the edges of his cape going up. And he looks like, in his case, a bat. Sorry to to not be but in so. But in our case, it's a bit, a little bit more pretty. It's prettier, <laughs> it's yes, pretty. <laughs> it's prettier for sure. But anyway, so that's the, how it looks. So um, I remember back uh, before 2012. Oh my God, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw some dancers were using two pairs of those wings. So they were putting, but basically what it was like, they were putting one behind their back and one in front. So they were fully covered with fabrics. They are holding two pairs of sticks and typically it was about speeding, about doing some flowy movement, uh, very much uh, inspired by the dancing of uh, um, Louis Fuller, ah, the, the name escaped, a very, very famous dancer. Uh, it will come to me, but I'm sure if there is a dance audience, they see, even recently there was a movie, a big production movie about her. Louis Fuller? Okay, whatever. <laughs> but it, it's 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 an important figure in in modern and contemporary dance, and she was no, it's okay. Uh, she was dancing and spinning with a lot of fabric. So when ballet dancers were putting two pairs of wings, 
one in front and another they are fully covered and all they can do is just try to dance with fabric and then i had a crazy idea i don't want to use wings for dynamic movements like for spinning or fabrics okay that's done already i want to try to play with different shapes and colors of wings and then i had a crazy idea can i dance with three pair of wings at the same time but again using them more for uh static pictures not dynamic pictures but still have it in dance and then i remember my first step was actually it was my first year when i moved to canada and it was september october then i was start thinking about that and it was a deadline for application to apply to perform at belly dance dance convention in may in toronto in canada and you can apply to be in the gala show and i was like hmm, let me do an application to send this piece i'm dancing with three wings inspired by like magic flower i had a whole story from actual ukrainian mythology mm. but that doesn't really matter to the point right now and i remember they accepted and i was like oh now i actually need to figure out is it actually possible to dance with three wings because you have three sticks and it's different approach and i remember having that challenge and having also it was not like institution like museum but it was a commitment to a big dance festival mm -hmm. that oh i need to prepare something i need to come up yes it's idea that i want to work but i didn't have the music i didn't have the prop at that moment i didn't know if it's possible physically to to move and dance and it was from that perspective of experimenting first of all with the prop and then seeing how can i create dance rather than finding the music and then thinking oh what can i do with this music yeah, yeah it's uh, it's interesting how sometimes you get used to i was even thinking even this um this idea that you said like oh you as a dancer as a choreography you choose the the music and then you choose the like then you decide which steps or things to do um I was just thinking like even now that I'm working with this uh, like how to basically compose which is not only like for drum solos I've done a few so and I love improvising but at the same time it's very cool to create something on your own so like I have a couple that needs to be done soon and then at the same time I was like I but I have this melody in my mind and that's the thing that before I started playing around with electronic music my skills for like wood or any other instruments are not nearly close to like for composing but on the computer you can play it's easier i mean of course i play a little bit of piano so then the keyboard is not that uh, alien to me but i was like okay i have this idea of this melody in this specific scale where can it go and not only that you start thinking okay which instrument would go with which feel like mm -hmm. um in that uh, that whole process to me and then i've seen a few things of how people compose because i was like okay let's check check a couple classes of how people compose for uh, oh by the way when i say electronic music it's just that you happen to do it's like a virtual instrument on the computer it's not tunt, 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 mm -hmm. although you can do tunt, tunt. this is basically very realistic sounds of uh, of music and i'm just mentioning this because it's uh, for me that's a completely new way of uh, of doing things uh, and I remember I've never thought of a melody before, mm. like uh, like me thinking of like a new melody. It was like okay, you can see traditional songs, then you like those melodies. But I was like, okay, I want something that starts on a crescendo. Then I want to go this, and I want a melody to go in a specific way. And then from that bass melody, then creating where it could go, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and whereas I know that other like composers, they will go. Oh, I have a feel, let me, because they have the, let's say, the repertoire of, uh, so then go and then they, oh, let me create an accident. So that's another thing too, you know, like, uh, I know for photography, there is any, even tricks for creativity that is like, do something with just one light or do necessarily cross light or do what you can do in one day instead of being in like three months or whatever. So, um it's very interesting that uh, we have all these possibilities to different ways of uh, creating. And once you got to get into a certain groove, you s s sort of like always do it that way. Whereas in your exactly. case, you, pu you put a constraint. Like I have a time limit. I have a commitment. And 
I you had something original that of course came from your experience and your knowledge, but let me try to create a constraint because now I have to move with these props, right? I think it's also challenging yourself is different creative approach like what you mentioned like or oh, you find a groove and you kind of start doing it ever like in the same groove uh, but if you take away the familiar and comfortable setting of how you do art creation and challenge yourself with something you may fail but it will teach you a lot and all those lessons you will bring back into your regular uh, way of doing art that will only enhance it but typically it's not about failing it's about discovering your other sides and your other potentials in the terms of art creation and that applies uh, not only to the way of how you create art but in which genre let's say like for you it's expanding like music creation um, with the help of technologies uh, not only like you know drumming or trying to play acoustic uh, and the way of creation in photos like collaborating from the concept project rather than visual uh, knowledge of what you want to do as an end result and uh, it can also apply like for dancing going and studying different uh, dance genres like for instance in my experience I am currently uh, already mentioned about her today, like study with Kira uh, Lebreva in a tribal fusion style, or sometimes called fusion ballet dance style, uh, which is a ballet dance related style, but not really. It's different vocabulary. It's kind of like, yeah, you move hips, you move chest. There are many similarities, but still it's different vocabulary, different interpretation of songs, different the style songs. of songs that mm -hmm. you're dancing to, different control of your body, different emotional presentation, different purpose of performance, different use of space, and also a different way of teaching uh, that uh, really makes your pathways in your brain really like kind of go in different directions like that's maybe not how you do and I can only imagine if I start you know going into something like completely different I don't know like hip-hop or uh, just uh, funk or something like that uh, how that would be beneficial to kind of refreshing your understanding of your own art your own mainstream activity let's say and how much it can bring bring into it yeah that applies to music that applies to everything i remember yeah. like my my music journey started more with uh actually i told i think i told the story before but it's uh, maybe not in this program but it's like uh the afro-celt sound system so it was this band that they were mixing uh celtic music like irish celtic like nordic stuff with uh, some african beats mm -hmm. this is 1990 and change and then uh, I remember like Enigma mixing um, Gregorian chants with uh, like electronic music. And then Lorena McKennett that had the Irish stuff, but then she went into the like more Middle Eastern stuff. Then it was Natasha Atlas and then it was all the repertoire of actual like, like Arabic traditional songs. And I remember then uh, going when we, when, I, when we were in Toronto and I started working was actually with uh, Ventanas shout out to Ventanas this uh, cool band in Toronto they were doing like Spanish Sephardic music like these uh, from the Jews from Spain and uh, they were actually doing Macedonian beats they were doing like uh, things from the Balkans they were doing all these other things that also used the same instrument the Darbuka but I remember like oh but this is in seven seven eight which is a, like instead of going one two three four like in western music in general it goes to seven or goes to nine and this is breaking my brain i haven't played this before and even to my friends that were playing arabic music they they were not familiar with that uh, repertoire and uh, that actually happened also when we were playing with a couple of musicians that were from persian uh, repertoire they did not know certain things about like the arabic one or much less the the balkan ones so it was interesting to go from one kind of music to the other mm -hmm. see the similarities and then come back oh in the arabic which is my favorite kind of music um what are they doing and the, what how are they um like it's sort of like this uh, experience of expanding your horizon so you have better eyes mm, so, that's nice yeah 
So uh, I think that's uh, that's cool. I think we should uh, leave it around here. There was one more topic to talk about, which was more work related, like uh, how we travel, how we like uh, more business related. Um, I think we can leave it. But I think separate, we can leave yeah. for a different uh, for a different time. So. We hope you enjoyed the show. Let, uh, remember that uh, to leave your like if you are on uh, YouTube or um, Rumble or whatever. And uh, if you're listening on the podcast, if you could give, write a review of, to, of the show or just give like how many stars we think we, we deserve. <laughs> Apparently, we were charting in uh, Australia at some point in uh, Apple Australia. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, um, <laughs> And then um, shout out to Australia. I'd love to go there. And um, so... You can check it out in audio format and video format. If you have uh, questions for us, you can leave a comment or send us. If you go to, um, I think it's sianadance.com slash artist date, mm -hmm. you can fill out a form, leave your question or comment, anything you would like to know. Um, what else? And on this note, I guess we challenge you to break your uh, familiar art creation patterns and uh, art creation doesn't need to be necessarily in your job uh, sense of your artist it can be literally anything creative like cooking a new meal at home or the same meal but in a different sort of approach style or taking different paths for your morning walk or uh, maybe well, I would not experiment with filling up some accounting reports yes, <laughs> at your no. work. Maybe that's stick to, to this settled routine. But even in the job, even how, no matter how routine it seems, there's always some little elements for creativity and maybe approaching something new and different bringing up can really refresh uh, uh, your understanding and your approach to whatever activity you're doing. Yeah, I have one final comment about this. Like uh, a lot of people say like, um, I don't know, like when you are, these labels of you're an artist, you're a photographer, you're this, you're a dancer, you're that. Oh, but I am an accountant or I'm a whatever profession, a journalist or like I'm a doctor. Like the way that I see is sort of like, I think Chase Jarvis, a photographer says the difference between creativity with a capital C or with a lowercase c, this idea that creativity applies everywhere, applies in science, applies in art, applies everywhere. So this idea of like reaching out and trying different ways of dealing with things, problem solving or seeing from uh, a different way that applies in any field in, uh, in uh, yeah. the human drama. So with that... I think that's a perfect note to sum up and finish. See you next time.